My name is Matt Brown. The blasphemy that's coming out of your mouth. What do you mean you hope I can bring the magic to radio, doggy? The magic comes wherever I show up. <laughs> and let's start the show. Little dialing music, Paul. Everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. It's good to be here, everybody, and we have an incredible show for each and every single one of you. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yes, we took a little break. Why is that? If you don't know, I started a new job as a coordinator at a production company. And now that I have done my work there... Oh, and I should also mention, on top of that, on the side, I am also going to be editing social media videos for a startup called Storytellers. And hopefully, in due time, I'll explain what that exactly is. So, yes, I'm working these two jobs right now and Ubering on the side as well. But um, despite that... I've been trying to figure out my life as we transition to a new chapter, not being a full-time Uber driver, not being so broke that you are really anxious all the time and somehow surviving. I am starting to turn things around in my life. And of course, what's been on top of my mind while things have been changing and I'm getting into some new routines is how do we continue the Productive Conversations podcast? And ultimately, we still will be able to. And I am going to announce to you that for now, until we also settle into some other routines, the show will be released sporadically throughout the week instead of Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's because of the work schedule. That's because, you know, some days I have to work late. Some days I have to come in early. Some days I have to work two jobs. Um, So I figured... While things are heating up and changing, and as we go into the spring and summer, it would just be easier to release shows as I'm able to record them. So this is a good thing. There could be days where you wake up and there's a new podcast with a great interview with somebody. There's going to be days where we have panel podcasts talking about huge sporting events or world events and stuff like that. This is the exact type of schedule Joe Rogan runs. And obviously Joe Rogan is a staple in podcasting. But he does his show essentially whenever he wants and he doesn't have a set date. He doesn't do Mondays and Thursdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all of that. He just releases shows, and that's how this podcast is going to operate. It allows me to have more time and freedom and not have not so and not have a lot of pressure, you know, trying to hit my deadlines. 
it's just going to be released when we get it done. And that's going to be freaking awesome. And as we approach 150 podcasts, we're closing in on 7,000 downloads. And now we're at 18 thousand youtube views i thank each and every single one of you for making that possible and we're going to continue the dream it's going to be a very interesting spring a very interesting summer fall and you know the rest of 2022 we're going to continue this journey in creating podcasts being productive with the most interesting people in the world and we're going to the moon with this you are all going to like what's in store. So just want to let you know that from now on, the Productive Conversations podcast will be released sporadically throughout the week. And we're going to really, really have a lot of fun with this. So thank you for each and every single one of you who supported the show. And let's continue having a lot of fun together in and we create content, we make podcasts in history, and we produce shows that are not only productive, but they are set to inform, inspire, and entertain each and every single one of you. So this is going to be great. Here we go. A new chapter in the Productive Conversations podcast. So who do we start this new era of the podcast with? We have a good friend named Brasley Young on the podcast today. Somebody I met in college, somebody how I've seen out and about since I met him back in 2015. I'm always really excited to see him. He's good vibes, very funny, has a great head on his shoulder, very intellectual, and has a lot of good things to say. So I figured as we do another productive conversation, why not have this guy on? Brasley Young, you're going to love him. Enjoy what he has to say as we talk about the tipping industry. We talk about what's going on with Elon Musk and Twitter. We talk about making good decisions. Uh, we nerd out on a show called Big Brother. We have a lot of things that we discuss in this podcast. It is truly stupendous and let me prove that to you. Brasley Young, it's your turn. Let's get to it. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. My next guest is as real as it gets. He's a genuine person, someone I met long ago, hanging out at the University of Hartford and the keys of staying in touch and just seeing people and having a good connection leads us to this productive conversation. My next guest is none other than the great, the cool, the friendly, and the all-around wholesome dude known as Brasley Young. Brasley, great to see you, buddy. How are you? Appreciate you, my bro. Thanks for welcoming welcoming me onto the show. But I'm doing good, man. Just every day, you know, another day lives, another day well, bro. So I'm chilling, bro. Can't complain. Definitely hear that. So, yes, Brazzy and I met at U-Hard, our mutual friend, Hostine St. Wave. Don't forget to check out his new music. Yes, just drop Stratosphere. Go check that out. That shit is fire. I was working out to that shit today. That shit was fire, bro. I That's like how what- he has, like, Highest fucking lowest fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really proud to see what our good buddy Hastin's doing with his music, and hopefully, it's a matter of time as he reaches an even broader audience. So, 
Brasley, that's our connection here. Meeting at the fives. Remember spring clean, old friend Brad Finn. Yes. Sir. Um, and everything together. You you remember that week infamous weekend spring fling? Uh, um, 2015, I think it was. I would like to say I remember more than I can, but honestly, <laughs> it was just a good time. That's all I know. <laughs> I remember that much. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It was a good time. Yeah, I can say the same thing, you know, just guys being dudes, uh, you know, people making new friends, people singling and mingling and all of that when you have a college spring weekend, of course. But you're somebody who likes to go out. You like to have fun. Is that fair to say you like to take advantage, whether the the hottest clubs or the lowest of low key nights, but still a good time. You somebody who likes that stuff? No, bro. Actually, I know it. No, I know, I know. Like when I met, when I met you, I definitely was on that type of time, like a hundred percent. I could see I could see where you're coming from. Like like when I met you, bro, and like we were like out there like almost every weekend going crazy, bro. <laughs> I was definitely about that. But nowadays, bro, I don't even drink, bro. Really. I just be, yeah, I just be playing in crib, bro. You know, I smoke, obviously, and just be chilling, smoking, whatever, playing yep. in crib and well, just playing video games and just trying to keep myself busy working out, bro. Um, yeah, just trying to keep the mind right. Yeah. So you're somebody f- who's matured more, you would say. Is that a, a good word to say for this? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like, you know, I don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like saying don't fucking drink and don't go mm-hmm. out and don't have fun. Nothing like that. By any means, please, you know, if you're if you drink or, you know, you go out and you like to have fun like that, keep doing it. That's what you want to do. You know, by all, all means, this is for me. I realized as I got older that like I already like honestly going out and doing that. I kind of already felt that way. Like I felt like, you know, I really don't want to be doing this like too too mm-hmm. often. It's just not my type of thing. But, you know, it's cool. It's good to like definitely go out and meet people. But like I said, as I got older, man, I just would much rather stay in the house and, you know, stay safe as possible, I guess. And, you know, I, I had my fun, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. I had my fun. Yeah, like I think that's something I've learned when I got older is that people really do are on their own waves, whether right or wrong. And in terms of going out, at least we'll stick on this subject. Like it's okay for people who'd rather have more low key nights. It's more okay for for people who want to go crazy. I think all we just ask is you to be respectful to those around you. hundred percent. Be respectful to yourself. Don't make a bad decision. I think that's the main thing. Be respectable to yourself. That's definitely very important. Yeah. Elaborate. What do you what comes to mind when I said that? And when you think of that statement, be respectful to yourself. And I'll um, say what I um, think, too. I mostly mean, like, since, you know, you are going out and being around people, you obviously should be around people that you can rely on in case of like some crazy, you know, that yeah. anything could really happen, you know, so you should respect Especially yourself in enough. this world. 100% man you should respect yourself enough to surround yourself around people that are going to take care of you in time of need especially like whatever can happen being out wilding out you know what I mean yes and, I mean, and especially making the good decisions part and sometimes you have to make those good decisions very fast and oh right um, yeah I think split that's one thing you have to make split decisions and it really does have to be the right one I think Thanks. that's one thing I realized too that's just part of life um you know, I think that's been a profound thing. I've been thankfully learned 
lately. And, you know, just as any other human, I've made good decisions, made bad decisions. I've made decisions. I don't know if it was good or bad, but right. I put my um, best faith in it. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. And, you know, the future probably will be the same thing. I'm not a perfect person, but when I say being respectful to yourself, it's what you said, you know, have confidence in yourself, be, you know, lead by example. I think that's the biggest thing I've been uh, really learning as I get older and I hope I can stay as level headed that way. Do you feel the same? Definitely. I'm like, as I get older, I definitely feel that way. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to make sure my mental's right more than anything. And mental, yep. I feel like sometimes you can get caught up in like, uh, I guess, episodes, if you want to say, of just like binging things, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I've went through those experiences, like I said, and I'm glad I've been able to tell the story because, you know, some people really aren't. Don't yeah, you know what I mean? That's key. And you don't want to be that example. And you also just put your faith and sometimes like life's crazy, man. And all we could do is just try to be the genuine one in the room. That's what at least my motto, wherever we're at, you know? Sure, for sure. <clears throat> man. But we're going to be okay either way. As long as you have faith in yourself and you're moving forward, then there's some good times ahead. And don't feel guilty when you make the right decision. You work hard and things work out. Don't feel guilty about that. And uh, don't feel too cocky and touch the money when it goes bad because bad, bad times really test who you're supposed to be. And everybody has to go through it. You have to have your good days of work. You have to have your bad days of work. Good days going out, bad days going out. Good days seeing people in your family, vice versa. It's, it's with everything, you know? Sure. Oh, man. Man, every time. This is our new gig as well, bro. I hope that's going well for you. How's that treating you? Long time coming. So far, so good. I really enjoy my coworkers a lot. I appreciate nice. their patience with me. I appreciate the potential they seem to have in me and elaborating that out. And I just want to pass it on when it's remember, you remember when you first launched, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not nearly as active as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I do scroll on it. I use it mostly for big brother, bro, just to keep up with big brother. Tuesday. Oh yes. By the way, we, we are crazy. getting we into go, that. You, you know, we're going to get, yeah, exactly. I'll say, I save it. I've saved some time there, but, but you know, I just I don't even post too much anymore. I just scroll, retweet or whatever. Sometimes I'll say a little something, something. But yeah, I'm on Twitter and uh, I don't know, man, like I, I don't know how to feel about it because like people mm-hmm. swear like Elon Musk is like evil or whatever the case may be. But I just don't even know because I don't even I don't even try to look into much into it. I really don't because like, I don't know, I guess ignorance is bliss, I guess you could say. But yeah, I, I don't really don't know how to feel about it because I don't know the details or yeah, all I know is he, be. he bought Twitter. 40 something, 40 billion dollars or something. Yeah, 43 billion dollars. 43 billion. After writing that check. Imagine, bro, and just know. being comfortable. Man, comfortable. comfortable with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think of it, if we look at sports teams, pretty valuable. The most, it, it just came out in Forbes. They just released their yearly list of the most expensive sports franchise. Uh, my team, the Yankees, were number one at around 6.6. I think it's 6.5 billion, 6.5. 
think about it. He could have bought and like the, the in the top 10, they range between two and a half to six billion dollars around the top 20. Sure. This this man can buy a few of those franchises yeah, yeah. with that money. And Easily. he simply just gave them a huge offer. They can't refuse. And everybody has a price. I mean, those executives, they are getting millions of dollars approving this. So I think it's interesting that it shows like, what were they going to say? No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you're going to see that much money in your face and say, no, you're wilding, bro. Like you can say all you want against it, bro. But you know, once that checks in your face, <laughs> you're going to take it. Yeah. I think it's one thing I, I never really um, thought about. And maybe if, if we're so blessed, we can have this type of problem when you actually are paid millions and billions of dollars. It could take many lifetimes to actually spend all that cash. For sure, yeah. I just, I just find that monumental. I see it as an opportunity. I really believe. I mean, obviously the system's fucked, and obviously people are born in different places, and some are born on third base, some are barely in the batter's box. Right. But I'd like to think that at least if you have a good head on your shoulders. And you can figure out your surroundings. You're aware of your environment and you have some type of passion. You could somehow, some way. You can figure it out to some figure extent. Figure it right? out to some yeah. extent. And I understand it's very hard. The odds are stacked against you, but I'm not saying it's Read. absolutely impossible. Yeah. You know, and seeing stuff like this with these comfortable business deals. It's incredible, man. <laughs> it goes to show. And 2022, bro, is insane, bro. These these years that have passed, are like these past few years have been incredible. Like I've never seen nothing like this in my life, bro. It's catching up, and we've gone through a pandemic. I mean, obviously, we're still technically going through it, but at least the lockdown phase of it, the quarantine, pre-vax, and yet, as so many people struggle, so many people were still getting profits from it too, right? And Having said all of this, Brasley, do you see this world more like this is unfair? There's no chance. Um, fuck all the rich people stuff. Or do you see it more like, you know, I understand we're all in different places, but if I work hard and I'm kind, I don't know if I'll exactly get be a rich man, but at least good things will happen. And then sometimes you can't figure it out. What? what where do you lie in that? I mean, I would probably probably be like more of like a gray area because like mm-hmm. I feel like you know like the like these rich people are definitely definitely need to get taxed because like they're, they mm-hmm. they make so much money that like they're out of tax brackets and they're not getting taxed right so like yeah that's one thing with Elon Musk with this investment he exactly. doesn't have to pay taxes on it exactly so I do think that but I'm not gonna say like you know I'm gonna say like fuck it it depends on you know because like with money comes like what people would say is like corruption, but you're not, it's not always shown in the forefront. So like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to say, to be honest, I wouldn't say like, fuck them, but it, something needs to be done about the rich people. And in order to, I feel like give us all a, a more fair chance, a more fair chance. I wouldn't say it's like you, you said, it's not impossible. It, it, it's less of a chance than being born into money though. You know what I mean? Like you oh, have yeah. less of a chance of making it than being born into money. Right. So I feel like if, something needs to be done about the rich in order to give us all more a fair chance to reach. Yeah. And it's probably easier 
to see it if you're not in the rich tax bracket. If you look if you're on the outside looking in, right? How as I mentioned, it takes many lifetimes to actually spend all this money. It probably takes exactly. many lifetimes for the taxes they're asking for. And I can I'm not an accountant. I'm not um extremely rich. I definitely would like to be, I won't lie. <laughs> and I'll go for it. But um whatever. Yeah. And having said all of this, you th- you think like, damn. Um this is some crazy system here, but I could at least prosper for it. And I, I just don't want to be envious of the rich man. And I think that's what's one of the problems with Elon Musk. There are people who really envy how he got his cash. They envy the place he's in. That makes society. sense. I could see where that resentment would come from if if, if it's feeling of envy then. Makes yeah, sense. no doubt. And I, 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 you could feel the way you feel. All I'm yeah. saying is focusing on your lane, focusing yeah. on the close people around you. Cause like, bro, even if like, if, even if I have something bad to say about it, like he's going to buy the shit anyway, bro. Right. <laughs> and again, like it's everybody has a price. You can literally pay up money fixes almost every single problem in this world, except health. And even yeah. there's, I'm sure there's going to be a way till they pull that off. But, but I mean, money definitely pl- can help, help prolong some health, but it's not going exactly. to fix anything. Isn't that, isn't that what Wale said? Ask Steve Jobs, money doesn't buy you health. Um, but like you said, it can definitely prolong it. And it's all about the decisions making at the end of the day. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Sure. <clears throat> oh, man. You know, switches from Elon Musk and Twitter. One thing I am going to ask if you're following this, because it ha- it's a story that's now gone on for weeks. Sure. And I guess if you start from... Sadly, this guy's accusations, but it's turned to a shit show. It's been years, but Johnny Depp. Dude, I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm no, I don't care. I truly, people don't understand. <laughs> when it comes to me, bro, and these famous people, bro, I don't give a fuck about what they're doing, bro. Like, leave me the fuck alone, bro. I mm-hmm. need to focus on myself, make sure my mental is right, make sure I'm living a, a decent life. Like, you know, as long as they're not, you know, murdering anybody or, you know, while into like, that extent, I, I mean, what can I do? What could I even do about it, bro? All these people have this money, these lawyers, and this money, bro. Mm-hmm. What the fuck could I do, bro? Right? I really don't really, I really don't care. Like, I don't know what that situation is. To be honest with you, I don't know. Something about abuse of some sort. I'm sure. I think, right or no? Well, yes, the accusations. Wow, I just look. Sorry, I just, yeah, just I'm watching just, the. Go ahead. I'm, I'm interested. It's fine. You, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not distracting you, but. I only bring it up because I was going to make this bet that this player was going to hit a home run. I'm like, nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and of course, you just hit a home run, Joey Gallup. But that's how it is. Anyway, sorry. That's um, okay. Regarding this case from, yeah. I'm not, you know, I've, I see as much as the headlines tell me I haven't taken the time to actually look into it. And there's a lot of Facts. memes about it. There's so many memes. That's but what I'm trying to like. I think the initial accusations that his ex-wife Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of domestic domestic disputes and violence. Okay. However, okay. and it was a different and he sued and she sued him back for defamation. I believe it was wait, wait, who filed the who filed the, the complaint to begin with? Was it him I or think her? The, if all right, let me let me just back up. I think yeah. she either 
I think she, oh, this is why I got to do my homework on this. Okay, um, so we, we both don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I basically I think that Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of domestic violence, not suing accused, and now he's suing her in a defamation case. I believe. Got that. it. Okay. That, okay. Now I get it. it. I thought you were saying she was suing him for defamation, but now I got it. I got yeah, it. I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but um. Yeah. I believe that's the case. But bottom line, it's it's it is everywhere. It is insane. But yeah, I have the I have the blah 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 blah. Take the stand regarding Depp. Is, okay, here it is. Donnie Depp is suing Amber Heard for fifty million dollars over a response in an opt-ed. Heard the uh, company. Heard Heard letter. Blah blah blah. Sorry, Johnny okay. Depp is suing Heard over a op-ed that Heard wrote in the Washington Post about being a victim of domestic violence. So, yes, that was what I said. She accused him of domestic violence, didn't assume for it, but accused him in the Washington Post, and he sued her for $50 million. And it's, you know, for somebody, for at least two people who are going through hell, their families, especially him as the victim and all these stories going on about him, her taking the shit on the bed, her uh, lighting <laughs> out. Yeah, that's literally her lighting uh, out cigarettes on him wow. and all this shit. Um, he's going through hell. And it's funny how society's, you know, making memes and telling these stories. I mean, we're talking about it, you know, isn't I that? I mean, like, this is, it's kind you know, of the same thing with like uh, the fucking Oscars, bro. You know what I mean? Like, the Will they, Smith dub, yeah. They're going through some real life shit, you know, and clearly it boiled up to a certain point where Will Smith felt like he needed to check Chris Rock, you know, so, you know, it's it's pretty similar in that sense. Like people go through real life shit and you don't really know until like shit hits the fan, right? Yeah. And then you do um, literally the biggest stage you can. Exactly. Oh, unbelievable. And yeah, I guess I just saw read today that he hasn't officially um, personally, personally apologize. He made a statement, but he didn't actually, you know, go to him face to face and say, "Hey, I'm sorry." Is it? Is just like I said? Is that celebrity world that we're not a part of? No, I'll never understand it. I can't wrap my head around it. There's, they move different ways. There's certain ways they move that I'll never get. You know. And imagine walking on the street every single day if you're famous. Say, hey, people coming up to you, Brasley. Picture this, that. And then probably their days you're having a good day. Like, oh, look at the sun's out. Look at all these beautiful people around me. Now they're coming up to talk to me. But then there's probably days you're having a bad day. There's something at home. There's somebody sick who you care about. You keep thinking. Then people are asking for your pictures. Like, not today. And it's like, no, well, fuck this guy. And yeah. I think I'll be pretty annoyed after a while. Honestly, I think I'll be pretty annoyed after a while. Yeah. The only other explanation I've heard that was kind of cool was my boy David Letterman, who, if anyone sees my stories, I, I watch his show every night so I can, or reruns of his show, so I can sure. prepare as a host for situations like this. Got you. And, inspiration. Oh, yeah, for sure. Gotcha. And I always liked how he talked to different people. Obviously, you had yeah. your movie stars, but then he'd have like a chef and a cook. And obviously, every single host does that now, but he like really started that. You know, Thanks. but anyways, um, he said that being famous is like being in a small town. Everybody knows your name. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Except there's no getting out of the small town. (laughs) Yeah, right. Maybe when you're old, it must be great to be old and famous because, you know, you live this accomplished life and I don't think as many people will hog you, you know? Yeah. They're like, you know, you're definitely going to be taken away more easily. You're probably not even going to be going out as much, you know, when you're older. Mm -hmm. Right. You have the mystique to you, but uh, it's an interesting world and... Luckily, we, uh, you know, are still real to ourselves. You know, even though there's, there's a lot of shit in this world to be a lot of, there's a lot of nasty, nasty things in this world. I do be grateful to wake up and, you know, have my five senses, bro, you know, working body, bro, healthy body. Mm-hmm. Be, just got to take the little things for, you know, appreciate the little things for sure. For sure. What's one of the realest things you saw recently? Like what's something wholesome? Like what? Any the it doesn't have to be the real. It's like what's something real wholesome, dope? Maybe it's funny that you happen to see. Real wholesome or dope that I happen to see. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't. I don't. Let me see. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like it happens almost. It happens a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to sound like that, but it happens a lot when I'm working and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I I serve like I'm a server right mm-hmm. at Texas Roadhouse. So like. People just like I hate. To, I don't mean to be that guy, but like people like they fuck with me, and you know they usually like me and shit. But like you know, <laughs> at the end, at the end of like I was serving this like bridal party or whatever. This girl just got um, was about to have a wedding or whatever, and it was like a party of t- eight or ten. And like towards the end, they like they were like loving me. Everyone's loving mm-hmm. me, first, whatever. So like towards the end, like they're getting up, and then the one lady's like. She's like opening up her arms for an embrace, and she's like, "Look at us!" I'm like, "Look at us!" <laughs> you know, uh, we like made that. it. We made it. We made it. Look, look how far we've come. You know. Oh man, angels and now we're hugging, and now see you later. <laughs> Isn't it something the service industry? Oh, it's 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 interesting, very interesting animal, and I honestly, as much as. I be having some bad days sometimes. I really enjoy. I do enjoy the line of work, especially if you have a good group around you, a group of coworkers. Oh yeah, well, definitely makes life easier. It's kind of. It's like. It's. I know it sounds crazy, but it's kind of like you have a lot of freedom to do what you want. Not really do what you want, but it's like your tables are kind of like your own business, so to speak, right? Because like mm-hmm. you have complete control over them, type shit. Yeah, like I kind of not that I've been a server myself, but I've I've been, I Uber, I'm an Uber driver, so I do off of that service. Yeah, yeah, I, I did the DoorDash at a certain point. Did yeah, done the DoorDash, done the Uber itself. Now that I have a few months of that under my belt and had crazy experiences there. Like, yeah, you see, you see a lot, bro, because you just be out, you just be out, and you see a lot, and yeah, all yeah. through North Jersey, New York City. And yep. I've gone as far as I did one trip, Brasley, from Newark, New Jersey, the airport. And you don't know where you're going. The um, unless you hit a certain number, it's 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 so stupid. If you hit an eighty five percent acceptance rate, they Wait, won't Uber, tell you for Uber is, driving. This is Uber okay. driving. Yeah. And if you hit eighty five percent acceptance rate and have a four percent cancellation rate, they will tell you the direction. You're going in exact the exact time, but anything under that you don't. It just oh, wow. says you know a couple minutes away. So that's kind of annoying, yeah. Yeah, I pick somebody up. Is they didn't tell me where they're going? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
and I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, like guess we're going. You, you can't cancel the car, the ride. If the last time you you would say get out of my car, cancel it, then you know whatever complaint, whatever complaints follows, just get ready to defend yourself. Yeah, get ready to deal with that. Whatever. And I did think for a second, what 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 good excuse could I come? What what could I say? And I wound up sucking it in, and what I will never do it again. If that ever happened again, I would. I put me with the CEO of Uber and I'll say this is absolutely ridiculous because one I did, it was an 85 mile trip South. I still have to drive 85 miles back. I only get paid for the tolls on the ride, 15 in tolls, not the tolls back. And the guy didn't give a tip. It was $77. And I still think that's not enough. No way. At least that's like, that like barely is going to cover your gas. For yeah. That trip. Cause you got to drive back. Exactly. And you know, now that I'm at that under my belt and got another job since, and I can just do it as a side hustle, I could put a fight for it. But that was one of the worst experiences ever. And no tip. There was this yeah. guy like not conscious enough. Were they, were they even nice that. people or what? I mean, the guy kept fell asleep in my car. I guess he was comfy. Oh, but, he, was comfy. Um, he was real cozy. No, I, I hate, I legit hate that guy. Wherever yeah, I'm sorry he you had to experience that. Yeah, it, that. it's all good. It's all good. It's over now. Yeah, it is sure. funny, but like all anyone who gives any type of service, whether right. sir, whether serving at a restaurant, whether you're delivering food, Ubering, you're um, doing a car wash, or somebody's helping your car. Like the tips are so so damn important, and I never did never did a job where I need where I had tips until this Uber job, and I was I feel like robbed. I should have known how important this was, and I've always tipped, but well, like, I realized for me how, specific, like in the restaurant industry specifically, because yeah. like Uber is not like there's no like set number. But it is still a very low number, like the base pay per se, right? It's still a very low number, but there's no like. Yeah, it's whatever the fare number. is, whatever the exactly. fare is. But yes, I would love to hear your but perspective. To put it in, exactly, to put it in a, a perspective is like in the service industry, like we get paid six dollars an hour, six dollars an hour because we're being, we're a tipped um, mm-hmm. worker. So we rely on the tips to survive, literally. Yeah, you guys need it more than us, and it's. Um, is it, it does it really bother you still to this day those people who skimp or people who I mean of course awful, awful about it and stuff um I mean like I don't hold no type of grudge towards them or anything like that of course in a moment I'm going to be annoyed because I have a lot going on around me most right. a lot's going on you know high strung all this so of course I'm gonna feel some type of way but I once they out the door on next table, I'm already on to the next table. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't got time to be dwelling on that shit, fucking up my mood to fuck up my money potentially to go like for the next table, you know, because if I come pulling up to the next table all sluggish and all uh, like, no, I don't got time for that. Like, just oh, get yeah, out of here. Let's just go on to the next. Let's go. But, but there are that. people in this industry. Yeah, I do feel some type of way. Like, oh my god, I take it so personally. Mm-hmm. This girl was telling me the other day, I take it so personally. I'm like. <laughs> Bro, some people are just, just some people just Scumbags. don't even know. First of all, they don't even know. They don't understand. But I'm not. Most people in America, they know. But I'm, but it's actually true. Some people don't know, and other people are just not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. it. Just is what it is. Like it comes with 
the territory. You know what you signed up for, you know. Oh yeah, like the it's also I know like tipping isn't that big in like other countries, for instance. Exactly, exactly. When people are coming from other countries, I experienced that a lot. I worked in Orlando. Uh, I used to, when I lived, I lived in Orlando for a year, and I worked mm-hmm. um, on Universal Boulevard, which is like literally fifteen minutes from Universal Studios. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mad diff people from all around the world, bro, coming through, bro. So like people, like some people that us don't know, like that. That's where I really got that understanding of people don't know mm-hmm. coming from other countries that they that we live off of the tips because in their countries, their servers are actually paid a livable wage, so they don't like the tip is just like a little something, a little extra. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I would. I wish we could figure out the tip big industry for every for I, all the jobs. I, I feel like honestly. I feel like there wouldn't be a debate between like people who serve and like people who think, oh, I'm not tipping because of whatever the case, whatever the reasoning is. I don't give a fuck if you feel that way, if you, that's just how you feel, whatever. But I feel like a way to eliminate that would be just pay fucking servers a livable wage. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I make at least 20 an hour off the, like the way I, I work now. Just pay me yeah. fucking 20 an hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> And I, I, I so get fucking a, cheap. They're so cheap, and 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 they make a lot of money, you know, doing it this way. And I'm sure, with uh, some research and hard work, they can figure that problem out once and for all. Bro, they make so much money. There's no reason. There's no reason yeah. for them to not be paying us that. Right. Then oh. eliminate that whole thing of like people saying, "Oh, I'm not tipping." Blah 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 blah. Or, Server saying I hate people that don't tip or whatever the case, you know. I mean, it's not that big of a problem in the world, obviously. There's way mm-hmm. crazy shit going on, but just talking about this since we're talking about it, you know. Definitely, it's gonna get solved. It's, I mean, it has to get solved one way or the other. I feel like like people just gotta. We have people will just have to like fucking go on strike or some bullshit. Yeah, about to say unionize. Imagine, yeah. is there a, a servers union out there? I'm not. I'm truly not sure. Maybe I doubt it, though. I truly doubt it, but maybe. Yeah, pull it out the realm of possibility. I know. In I believe in New York, the Amazon workers started to unionize, which was awesome to see. Um, I think Uber Uber drivers are striking. All, or I should say, all rideshare drivers are. And even if I never Ubered again, if there's any way I could support that, I I would. Uh, But I really believe. Politics aside, the unions got to help all these people struggling, especially in a time of inflation we're dealing with now. Incredible. Every price is higher. I mean, twenty dollars used to like, give me thirty. Twenty dollars used to give me three quarters of a tank, and now it's like oh, under half. Yep. Same same situation here, bro. Then they somehow make the tolls get higher with that bullshit too. You think mm. just all the gambling money alone with these states and focuses on New York and New Jersey and Connecticut tri-state area states where it's legalized. Like they could just knock out the tools, take away from the gamblers. hundred percent, man. But you know, that's another conversation for another day. But again, try to be the genuine one in the room. Now, Brasley, let's talk big brother. Okay. Can I tell you, can I, can I, wait, you go, go, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, for those who don't know, Big Brother has been a show that's been on CBS since the year 2000 to 2022. Show that's been on the air in America for 22 years. It is a popular game show that all countries do. 
where people are locked in a house, in a house, watched 24 seven, and you have to survive three months and you literally vote people out like survivor. You get certain perks and benefits and the last man, woman or person standing is uh, the winner. And there are special super fans, as they call it, like a little community. Like when you find out you watch Big Brother 2, you're like you're part of the club. And I really think for anybody who would take the time to watch it for for it. most it's seasons, so worth it's it. worth it. It's 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 it just and it's interesting. And I, I think they're starting to there. fix fix the problems that uh um I've been noticing throughout the few years. But the four is yours, Bradley. What do you oh, gotta say? I'll just put it out there, Paramount Plus, if you have Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. You should definitely watch Big Brother Canada because mm. it is very raw. Like Big Brother US, it started off very raw, very real as the years went on, kind of was more bland and more of the same shit until last season recently. Yeah, that's well, exactly Brother, what I was saying. Big Brother Canada is incredible. This season is actually, bro, Matt, this season, do you watch Canada or no? I've seen a lot of clips. I've seen the Big Brother Canada fights, but I haven't followed a season yet. I can send you a video, a link to his website that has all the seasons if you want to check it out, bro. And this yeah, I got Paramount Plus too. Okay, this season isn't on Paramount Plus yet, but oh, okay. this season specifically, bro, is actually the best Big Brother I've seen in the past five years. I'm not even kidding, bro. There's no majority alliance, bro. So like, it's kind of like, and mm-hmm. this point is final five, and it's literally anybody, anybody can win. Anybody and this is through no matter what country this is. This is in a matter of it's online and stuff. This is the best Big Brother season you've seen in years. Oh uh, yeah, well I only watch U.S. and Canada because a lot of the Which other countries, two. okay, a lot of the other countries it's a, like basically a popularity contest. You have the public voting the, oh, the that's house guests out. That's so opposed, stupid. Yeah, because like U.S. and Canada though is like the house guests. Okay, each other out. And you're saying Big Brother Canada, and usually for those who don't know, when you go in, what? 12 to 16 people they you know you, you make these your days it's usually 16 yeah yeah so we'll say 16 people you make your alliances then you try to vote off the people with your squad some break up some get power hungry and as Brasley was saying especially the years prior of these alliances it would just be the strongest people squatting up it's not interesting it's boring and predictable and predictable and it was celebrity big brother was the first time i I just tapped out i was like i'm done i'm literally watching the same show and it's not even cool but you're telling me that this season's big brother canada didn't have those alliance just pure hard nose blunt it was basically it was basically one side versus the other most of the time and there wasn't even there wasn't even solid they weren't even the thing is they weren't even solid sides so just Mm. like many individual players and like it's just is incredible. The la- and they have a trip. Okay, so there's a difference between Big Brother Canada and Big Brother US. Big Brother US has like a double eviction. Big Brother Canada has certain seasons, three seasons specifically, mm-hmm. and including this season, there's a triple eviction sometimes. Oh, they fit that all in an hour. All an hour. So basically, what it is is the first eviction, like you know how in the double first eviction, boom. Then they do the HOH. The HOH nominates three people, mm. and then there's a veto, and mm-hmm. then. After the veto, the people who aren't on the block vote for they don't vote for who they want to evict. They vote for one person to stay. That's kind of cool, actually. So, Wait, so two, two out of the two out of the three nominees on the block will go home. So that's the triple eviction: mm. the first eviction and then the last second eviction to go home. Okay, okay. Now 
Now this is this is cool actually. I might even catch up with that. You I might even season, bro. Just watch the season. I'm definitely will right now. Send me this link, Brasley. Do you think you could be on the show someday? I've been trying, bro. I applied this year. Nothing. Haven't heard anything yet. But you know, you never know. If I think I kind of fucked up on my audition tape, but it's all good. I'm going for it again next year if it doesn't happen. Um, I've been trying to manifest it, so hopefully it does happen. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Well, I don't know them, but you know, you hear these stories of past cast members who said it took you know a couple of tries and then they got in. Yeah. And um, who was some of your favorites of all time? Now there's a legit history with this show. Uh, you favorites know. of all time. Yeah, who are just some of your favorite? Who brought you some joy? Who made you laugh? What all? Who I'll, made I'll you mad? Or who who, are, who who stuck out to you? I'll try and start in order. I'll go from like season, like U.S. seasons, right? Yeah, we're focusing. So, we'll focus on the U.S. just because I that's season the one. one I, I I truly never watched, but I do know one person from there because he was in the All Star seasons a little bit later. Chicken, Chicken George, George. Really <laughs> funny, you know, Chicken <laughs> George, of course. Season two, obviously, Doctor Will and Boogie. Um, season three, Daniel Reyes. She oh, yeah. won that season. Uh, season four, June, obviously the winner. She was really good. Um, season five. That's when I started watching uh, Nicomis, season five. Nicomis. I like Nicomis. Nicomis. Yeah, yeah, she, she had the twin. They had the yeah, twin. They just so happened yeah. to find him. Insane. She came up with the original six-finger plan, which was the original backdoor plan. Yeah. yeah. She came up with the original backdoor plan before like anything crazy was happening. Anyways, season six, um, of course, Janelle, Kaser, um, James. <laughs> oh, and they went out during Celebrity Big Brother during the pandemic. You're just like, fuck. Oh, they, oh during uh, All-Stars you're talking about. Yeah, sorry, All Stars too. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, and that once that happened, I knew the game was over. But I already knew Cody. Would. Like once once Janelle Casey got out the house, of course Cody was going to win. You know, okay. I I met somebody who met Cody. I actually met Derek. Actually, after you met Derek. Season. Yeah, you I, met right Derek who season. won. Right, right after his season, I went to go audition in the city, and he was like dapping up everybody. Blah blah blah. And then for some reason, I don't know what happened. He was like, he's like had his phone or something. He gave his phone to my dad. I don't know. He's like, he got my dad and it's like, yo, like just record this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, had my dad recording him. He's not going to just take it as far. Like, see, this is mine now. My dad. Like he, he just trusted oh, no, him he, like that? He, he made my dad use his phone. I forgot how it happened exactly. It was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my dad's like following him around. He's stepping people up. We're like talking to him and shit. And then he's like, then I got his email and then we sent them that video to his email. He's like, we're like getting into like past places where he shouldn't be. He's like, yo, there was CBS and shit. So that was kind of cool. But I don't know if I really per se like him as a game player, but we'll get back to that because I, mm-hmm. I left off at season six, right? Season, season six, six, yep. Season seven, Dr. Will and Boogie again, of course, Daniel Reyes and uh, James Ryan, all these people I said already, so never mind. But hey, obviously, Evil Dick, Danielle was good in that season two. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric was okay. Um, Jen was hilarious. Her and Evil Dick's fights were hilarious. <laughs> Season nine, I don't really care for. Um, but what's her name? Shelly or something like that. She was she was pretty funny. Um, oh, that was the guy who wound up winning, and then he became the plug with his cat. <laughs> he became the plug, yeah. <laughs> he became the plug. Oh Se- man. Season ten, obviously Dan, one of the goats. Um, Eleven. Um, no love for 11. I mean, it was a good season, but I don't really like anybody per se. Oh. Russell was okay, I guess. 
Russell um, season eleven. Um, yeah, that's Jeff and Jordan. Jeff and Jordan's first. Oh season. yeah. So I don't really care for them. Whatever. <laughs> Big Brother Twelve. Yo, Jeff is a overrated. Like people love him, but he didn't really. I don't care for he, him. He didn't. He didn't really do much. He won a the, couple comps, whatever. Yeah, that's but he. Yeah, he never made like a final four or nothing like that. Right. Yeah, you're right. He never. Yeah, he's just he's just good on TV, I guess. What you were saying? No, but now we're at twelve. That's the uh, so, the brigade. The brigade, of course. The great meow meow for me. Oh, uh, that's what I'm trying to run into. Um, yeah, that's just that's all you got to say right there. Like, obviously, he didn't win, but he came up with the whole strategy. It was his whole strategy. Mm-hmm. So he's a great for sure. Thirteen. What's thirteen? Thirteen. That was was that when they? Oh, came? that's when they came. What? That's the when they had the a, big six come back. The, yeah, 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 Rachel, Rachel won that one. Yes, Rachel won that one. So obviously, I mean, Eva Dick was only there for like a week or two, barely. Yeah. But um, Portia was fire, and she was pretty good at the game. Um, Danielle was pretty cool in that game, but she started bugging out towards the end. Um, <laughs> Fourteen. I liked Ian. And Dan came back that season. I like Dan, Dan. should have won that. He should be a, a double winner. There is no double winner, and I think he should have been it. But it's whatever. Because yeah. like, if they didn't vote him out after that dumbass funeral, bill, he deserves to win. Bro. Yeah, it's just that's one thing it shows. Jury management's a thing. You get people salty. They don't. They don't want to. Even though they should, they should on the merit of the game. Exactly. They just won't. <laughs> so better asses. Yeah. Fifteen. We don't really talk about fifteen. Um, oh yeah, the, we know what the uh, the, racist the, prejudice, the racist guns. That's what that's what that one's called. The racist season for anybody. You know, just, <laughs> it, I mean, Amanda was okay, but like I said, these all these people I'm saying are even they're just fucking. They were saying disgusting things, but anyway, fuck that. And Nash, and then when she was called out, that girl Aaron with Julie. Aaron, and she was just like, "Yeah, that's how we talk." Like, what are you saying in Texas? Like, what are you saying? Like, I'm sure it is. Gina Marie's <laughs> crazy ass. Gina Marie, oh my god, these people—they definitely fucked up the casting. That's. Just... Oh yeah. Sixteen is Derek. I mean, it was boring game because these people are. I feel like a lot of them were dead ass stupid and dead ass so <laughs> dumb, bro. Like most of his cast. So like, it's not that impressive of a win. Like, yeah, you know, he never never hit the block, whatever. And yeah, he not. And of course, you know, it's not easy to win that game by any means. But I feel like there was a handicap for him to win. It. Yeah, right. In that house were fucking dumb as bricks, and the only person who figured it out was Donnie, and he couldn't win anything. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, so and then we're at seventeen, which is that's Steve Moses's win. He was okay. Yeah, um, I I love that. Even though Vanessa Clear was the best, Vanessa, yes. Um, that was still like a dope win. <laughs> okay, yeah, like because like, he kind of he, he kind of started to win out towards the end, right? Like he yeah, won, he like, won he won the final hoh. He got her out. He cut so, Vanessa, so, so that was the biggest play of the game. True. Yeah, so maybe if you could give it up, Vanessa. That's the biggest play of the game. So yeah. So maybe thinking back, maybe that that really was how it was supposed to be. True. So we're at eighteen now. Um, oh, that's Paul's first time, I think, right? Oh yeah, talk about the first. He got there <laughs> twice. He got to the end twice. Yeah, man. My I brother met him. He ran into him at Milford. Really? Yeah. I, I think at the the what was it? Some I think some bar in Milford. Is he an interesting guy? Yeah, he said he was cool because my brother also tries to go on too. He he uh, he's applied before did the interview and that. 
and he asked him for advice. He said, yeah, do it, bro. Do it. It's very encouraging. <laughs> nice. Then we have Josh, who's the Josh most annoying winner. Oh, my God. Honestly, <laughs> I have something I have. So I have two Twitters. I don't use the, the other Twitter anymore. It's it was like strictly for Big Brother. Now I just don't even care. But mm-hmm. one of my headers is actually um the moment when Josh B. Paul. Hang on. I don't know. Can I screen share? Is that a thing? Can I show you? Yeah, yeah. So this will obviously only be seen by the YouTube, but you do you know how to screen share on Zoom? Um, no, 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 no. Okay, it's on the bottom that you literally press share screen. And I'll uh explain oh, yes. it to our listeners. So if you want to click that real quick. Yeah, sure thing. Host disabled participant screen sharing. What did I? That's what it says when I clicked it. Let me try to change it real quick. I didn't know I could do it. I didn't know I had the power. You got the power, brother. Excuse me, excuse me. Um screen sharing. Do, 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 do. Um see if I could get it in two minutes or in two seconds or less. Well good. But uh, as people are waiting, jo- we have Josh Martinez. Remember it was Mark, right? This dude went to his face and just put on hitting those damn pots and pans to this day. I don't know how he did not swing at him. I mean, you got to commend the guy for not. And but like out of every reason to punch a guy in the face, that was one. But I really can't find it now and not to waste any time. But what is the. um, So basically, I was just really happy. Like, I didn't care that Josh won. I was just really happy that Paul lost. And it's just <laughs> the moment when Julie revealed the last vote to win. And Paul's like this. And Josh is like this. And he's just yeah. like, not because he's because he's thinking because Paul got into the final two in his first season. He got into yep. the final two in his second season again. So he's like looking at the, it's it came down to it was a tie vote. Four yeah. One dude, Cody, literally decided who won Big Brother. So he's like, you know, that look in his eyes, despair, like not again having pizza. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, just bugging out like not again not again and but the only reason is because this guy was an asshole and like bullying people so that's the only reason I got joy of him losing that game like that this you talk about Paul yeah yeah and the thing was the one dude who was his legit enemy and he pissed him off Cody, Cody who I understand he literally came off as a dick but he he, he was, was a just dickhead, but but he was, um, yeah, but he, but knew, he at least he was he, real. He had it. Paul's number, bro. He had Paul's number, bro. Yeah, and he at least he wasn't, he was unapologetic. And he was clearly himself. <laughs> like, when they voted him out, he's not going to do the pretend hugs and everything. But bye. You see Later, it. Nerds. And, yeah, that, I mean, that really shows you. You need to, uh, that shows you to, uh, um, you never know who you f- affect in your life. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just really like this fucking show. I've been mad passionate about it for mad years, bro. I don't know. It's just really interesting dynamic. It's like a real social experiment. Just to see the dynamics from person to person, relationship to relationship, seeing how they hold up when a tough decision needs to be made. Shit is incredible. It's really, it's really it, dope. It really is a interesting 
experiment of human behavior. It really is. Mm-hmm. And also to round it out, just because we're so close, you had the Casey winning. That was a bad win. Tyler should have won. Tyler should have won, but she just went out, bro. Like, you know, and he could have done about that one. He just dropped, I feel like he dropped the bag. He, felt he dropped the ball on that one. And jury management on CN. Yep. It's all once jury again. management. Then you had Jackson win, the only dude to be uh, upset that he won because they had they called him out on some racist shit he did. <laughs> Me? I'm racist? I'm racist? <laughs> Bro, what? I have to say, even that though he, he was funny. a dick and he clearly did some awful it was, things. It's a decent win, I guess. But yeah, imagine you winning, you winning this big reality TV show and also getting First, caught on your bullshit. The first thing you hear is so some things you said are racist. Yeah, <laughs> right. How do you <laughs> respond to that? <laughs> he, he was he was nervous. He, he felt not the word nervous. What's the word? He clearly was stressed out after when. Oh, he had anxiety out the was what insane. And then you had a uh, uh, Cody win all stars, too. And then that brings us to Xavier winning last year. Yeah, Xavier's winning last year. So that was basically. There's a there's a lot of history with this show. It's like usually there's like only like one, two, maybe three black people in the house. Um, yep. Last year was the first year that they did uh, half and half, half half people of color, half um, white cast. Finally. So basically, all the black people in the house was like, "We're gonna run this shit," and they <laughs> created a secret alliance, and they never the cookout were were discovered. Until the end, and they made it to the final six. It's never been done in Big Brother history before. Uh, day one alliance, making it that far, sticking it to the end, and Xavier won. Look at that, and definitely nobody will complain. And another reason for another First guy to black winner of you of us, by the way. Oh yes, yes, big history there. And another one, the guy who he sh- he could have punched him in the face. He went personal. Oh, Kylan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was he was like? Funny. Just talking about his brother, and I'm his, like, his Come nephew. On. He's nephew. like, he's basically was saying like, what would what would your uh, you just would you teach your nephew to act like this or something like that? Like, yeah, what? like what the fuck? <clears throat> this is a these people. I get it. If you're in a place for a hundred days with no phone, no regular for, food, you're, you're going crazy. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's like once like. Oh man, yeah. Like these people have to understand the reality too. Like it's just a game. He didn't, you know, he didn't fight. He didn't punch you in the face or anything. But now you're getting. You're gonna see him in a bro. You're gonna see him in a week. Literally, literally, literally. But what a show! I hope we see you on it very soon, Brasley. And people got to check it out. CBS in the summer. I really really encourage you too. If you have, if you're looking for something to binge, yeah, definitely encourage you. If you have Paramount Plus, it's there for you. I highly recommend the Canadian seasons. They're so incredible. Out of 10 seasons, there's 10 Canadian seasons. Out of these 10 seasons, seven of them are really fucking good. In my opinion. opinion. Just what other, before we just switch to our last topic. Sure. Excuse me. What are some of those awesome, what are some other awesome moments you haven't mentioned? Like Reagan's epic destroying of um Rachel without swearing this guy just ripped her apart with just an intelligent ass mind and stuff yeah for sure wow that's a throwback I forgot about this the Reagan that that was dope and you know she said one of the worst things I ever heard are you this way because you're gay I'm like come on no that was a time to what the fuck 
for saying things like that, you know. We were so all we were also like fucking yeah. educated about that type of thing, I'm not gonna lie. For sure. I'm not excusing it by any means. Of course, of course, stop. I'm just but, telling you what I'm just telling people what it was. Yeah, it's it's a shows of the climate change, but regardless, he she shouldn't have said, said that anyway. But no, right. He came back at her, no, it's not because I'm like this, it's because this, that, and the other. And it was just stating facts, pure that, facts. Literally, if you want to know how to properly argue against someone, watch that shit. Um, that was dope. You had um, some other epic moments. I'm trying to think. The damn funeral was cool. Um, you know, remember they had Jerry, the uh, old Marine. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, playing in his 70s, and he made it the final three. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Man. Some of these arguments they come up with. I remember. She, he was him skate out the door. You're going home. Oh, yeah. He was wilding. That man. <laughs> that man was something. That was funny times. Oh, man. Wild, funny times indeed. Uh, is there anyone else? Other other fun memories that you've seen from that show? Nothing too crazy. I mean, like, it, it, I feel like a lot of people that are listening to that are going to listen to this. If they don't know what I'm talking about, it's not going to mean shit to them. You know what I mean? But I don't really have anything else I could think of. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, last thing I'd like to ask, Brasley, just killing it. You and I chiming it up for an hour. I appreciate this time. And uh, getting back in the groove of things with this show, it's great to have you part of that spark. Yes, I guess sir. the last thing I'll mention is may you do the Prouse questionnaire with me? 10 questions I ask everybody after their first appearance. <laughs> that sounds dope. Yeah, let's go. My first question, the Prouse questionnaire, 10 questions to know you a little more. And you can, this is open-ended too. This isn't like one word answers, just open-ended. Tell me what you think. First question. What is your favorite word? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Favorite word. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I'm a fan of like intriguing, eloquent. Those are really dope words. Intriguing, eloquent. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. The next question is what's your least favorite word? Mm. I like uh, the reason it took me like I couldn't decide between the two is because I really do love words in general. Like I love breaking down the words and. Mm-hmm. Putting together words, music, especially as well, right? So mm-hmm. to say my least favorite word, I really don't know, bro. I like I like a lot of I do enjoy I thoroughly enjoy like words and language. Appreciate so, that. Um, I had to pick. I really can't think of one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like mm-hmm. everyone likes to say moist, but I don't even think it's that serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely been a uh, popular one when asked that question. Another question I like to ask is. Is uh, sorry, one second, my thing just popped off against me. Oh, good, oh, good. So, the next question I have for you one second, I can, I appreciate this computer a lot, it's just old and uh. <laughs> Sometimes things turn off, but this next question is not necessarily a sexual question, but it's more of a fulfillment question. What turns you on in this world? Mm. Wow. 
Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to say passionate people. I feel like it's good to surround yourself around them, right? If you find yourself around people who are passionate, hopefully it should rub off on you if you're not that way already. And it could help you with be inspired in some way, super form, I guess. Oh, yes. You have to be around the company you keep. It makes a big difference. Huge difference sure. with who you hang out with. What's your least favorite word? Sorry, why did I say that? Um, what turns you off in this world? Oh, negative people. Hate it. Like, not. I mean, of course, there's times everyone's going to experience negative emotions, right? As of course. But like every fucking minute of every fucking day, keep that energy away from me. I don't got time for it. Hear that, dude. Hear that. Great stuff. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the saxophone is pretty nice. The sound of a saxophone. That's a first. I love that. Great answer. Great answer. What sound or noise do you hate? Fucking alarm clock, bro. Ooh, <laughs> the specifically the uh, especially the i the Apple one. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Noise that will trigger all of us. Oh man, what's your favorite curse word? Chip or fuck. Chip or fuck. Shit or fuck. Shit or fuck. I was about to say, is this like a uh, British word or something? <laughs> <I learned? laughs> All right. Good one. Good one. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, maybe designing software or something like this. Ooh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What profession would you not like to do? Honestly, hard labor, bro. I'm not about it. <laughs> not no about hard it. labor, nah. Not about it. I respect all these motherfuckers who do do it because that shit is hard work. Mm-hmm. But not for me. Definitely, definitely. My last question for today, Brasley, is if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did well. <laughs> Can't have it any better than that. <laughs> Brasley, is there anything else you want to say before we go today? Regarding the world, your Twitter, your Instagram. Go download, brother? go download Saint Wave Stratosphere because that shit is fire. Oh, <laughs> what wonderful words from the wonderful Brasley the Young. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for starting a new era in this show. And just thank you for being a great dude. I hope to see you very soon. And I appreciate every second. You're a good man, Brasley. Please, please bring that energy out to everybody as you usually do. Appreciate you, my bro. Appreciate you, my bro. That's Brasley Young, everybody. And we'll see you soon. It was a good conversation and productive conversation. Brasley Young, 
incredible job, my friend. Loved having you. I, I laughed with you. I learned from you, and I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you, my great friend. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Prod Combo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So one thing to mention, today is the NFL Draft. I wish I had the time during my transition to my new job to really study the draft for all 32 teams. I pretty much just have been focusing on the Giants and Jets. Obviously, this is a NFL draft that is very heavy with offensive line and pass rushers, which is exactly what both teams really need. I know that the Giants are going to stick with Daniel Jones this season. It would be nice if they could get another weapon for him because we seen with Kenny Galladay zero touchdowns that, well, what, what are we doing here? Kadarius Tony looks awesome and promising, but he's been hurt. And he's also had issues with the organization. I mean, they thought about trading the guy, apparently. So, you know what? I hope the Giants try to get another wide out. We clearly need a lot of offensive line. You know, we did pick up some in the offseason. Like, we got one from the Colts and the Bills. A name slip in my head right now. But, obviously, we need a lot of help there with a returning Nick Gates after his injury against Washington early in the season. So that's going to be great to have him back on the line. And of course, we can add to that pass rushing. We really need to create pressure for other quarterbacks, especially upcoming with the division this year. So I hope the Giants take advantage of the linemen on both sides of the ball and we start a process where we get a banging team together we're competitive once again and there's a lot of promise from here on out same with the Jets need to protect Zach Wilson they were able to get a huge tight end in Uzama from the Bengals Elijah Moore might be something maybe get another receiver with that maybe add to their secondary especially for the corners the Jets who I'm always surrounded by Jet fans talk about how excited they are let's see what they pull off in the drift in the draft as well so I promise you next year we'll be really in-depth with the draft like we did last year. Obviously, Tommy's very busy, so that's why I couldn't get my draft expert. He's busy getting ready for his spring football game, which I will be at this Saturday, Wagner College. He's really excited and always tells me how much he loves it there, and I'm so, so fucking proud of him and very happy that he's doing something that he loves. But that's why we couldn't get our draft expert this season, and I just didn't have the time to find another one as I started a new job, two new jobs. But I promise you we will... Definitely get in the nitty gritty and react to the draft when the season starts in the fall. And besides that, the Yankees look really good right now. The Mets look even better. Baseball in New York is back. I've 
obviously been watching the NBA playoffs too. And my NBA crew who I do podcasts with in the playoffs are very excited and we've been in contact and there's been some really good games. Minnesota and Memphis. Who would have thought that would have been such a competitive series? I mean, I didn't. I said the uh, I said that the T-Wolves would get swept, and I mean, look like a horse's ass with that. But I'm glad I'm wrong because we have a competitive series. Speaking of sweeps, we did see the Brooklyn Nets get swept. What a fucking firestorm that turned out to be. Brooklyn Nets, I guess the fans are put out of their misery with all the frustrations they dealt with, but you get swept. Who would have thought when Kyrie and KD were going to the Brooklyn Nets in the summer of 19 that uh, it would result in at least one playoff series where they are the ones who get swept. I didn't. And, well, I don't know how history is going to look at this. I think for now it is definitely a sore spot on Kevin Durant's legacy. But we'll see if they can return to some type of glory hopefully not it's the Knicks who we want to see return to glory it'd be uh something if they get rid of Steve Nash and maybe get a more experienced coach where they could you know develop legit plays instead of giving the ball to Kyrie and KD who really had some bad series down the stretch with the exception of Kyrie in game one and yeah the Brooklyn Nets season over. And now we could just focus on other teams. We'll see if the Suns can make a push with Devin Booker out. What what um, can happen with the Sixers? Are they about to blow a 3-0 lead? That's interesting to pay attention to. Um, what's going on with the Mavs and how they've been able to play without without Luka? The NBA playoffs, definitely, definitely really interesting. But with that, uh, those are my final thoughts. I will see you all next week. I have a very, very good podcast for you all. The 150th is going to be the big dating podcast where a bunch of 20-somethings were just talking about their experiences dating, the highs, the lows, the frustrations, the pleasant surprises, and... This is a really good show that I'm very proud of. That's going to be up next week, the 150th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. And let's keep growing from there. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. It's going to be May. And enjoy it. Do the right thing. Be respectful. And good things are going to happen. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check out on your friends and family. I love each and every single one of you. See you later, everybody. Peace.